In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. If we look closely at the parable of the sower and the seed in today's gospel, we can identify what we call the enemies of the soul, the world, the flesh, and the devil, in the three areas that experience crop failure. The, The devil is identified by name as the bird that came and snatched the seed that fell by the wayside. We can connect the flesh which with the seed that fell on the rocky soil, which represents those who fall away in time of temptation. As Jesus said, quote, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Here, God's word is not deeply rooted enough to overcome the disordered desires of the heart. We can connect the seed that fell among the thorns and was choked by the riches and cares and pleasures of this life with the world. Here, faith is crowded out by various worldly attachments and affections. As we look toward Lent, which is coming up in about a week and a half, and a renewed engagement of the spiritual battle, It is essential to understand the nature of each of these enemies. The world, the flesh, and the devil are not merely esoteric terms we trot out for effect now and then. They are the source of all of our temptations and tests. As we just heard in baptism, we renounced the world, the flesh, and the devil, and we prayed for strength that each of us might have victory over them. We talk about the practice of what we call, quote, spiritual disciplines. These are things we do in obedience to Christ to aid us in the battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil. The foundational passage in the New Testament that talks about spiritual disciplines is Matthew chapter 6, which is the middle of what is called often the Sermon on the Mount. Here Jesus speaks of three basic spiritual disciplines, almsgiving, prayer, and fasting. In speaking of these disciplines, Jesus did not suggest that any of them were optional for us. He said, quote, when you give alms, when you pray, and when you fast, he gave a rather biting critique of the wrong way to practice those things, but then commanded his followers to practice them in the right way. It is no surprise there's a kind of correspondence between the three enemies of the soul and the three foundational spiritual disciplines. Prayer is the main weapon against the temptation that comes from the devil. The spiritual adversary can only be combated with prayer to the Father, through the Son, in the Spirit. Prayer is a very broad discipline. As we practice it, will include regular daily prayers, a kind of ongoing conversation of prayer, and things like silence and solitude and regular scripture reading 
which help cultivate in us uh, an attitude of prayerfulness. The goal is to, as 1 Thessalonians says, pray without ceasing. Demonic temptation is most effective against Christians who do not pray. The devil and the demons tempt us to doubt and despair. They try to take away our joy and fill us with anxiety and fear. There is room for them to do this because our lives are not yet full of the presence of God, which is cultivated by prayer. As we commit ourselves to and persevere in the life of prayer over time, doubt and despair give way to faith and hope. God's presence in prayer communicates to us an experience of his joy and his peace. When we open our lives to God through prayer, the demons flee. And when we close our lives to God through a neglect of prayer, the demons find new opportunity. We cannot overcome the spiritual foe by either rational argument or willpower, only through prayer, which teaches us that, quote, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The temptation of the flesh is combated by fasting. It is important to know as Christians that the flesh does not refer to the body per se, which is a good thing, the body, or to all of our desires. When the Bible condemns the flesh, it refers to the human desires we have as they are disordered by sin. Because of sin, we desire things that are not good for us. And even when we know they are not good for us, we continue to pursue them because we lack the spiritual strength to resist. Our flesh has not yet been subdued to the spirit. Spiritual strength against the flesh is developed by fasting. When working out, we intensify activity for a period of time in order to become stronger. By fasting, we practice an intensified withdrawal from things. The purpose is to develop the strength to say yes when the thing is good and at the right time and no when the thing is bad or offered to us out of season. We cannot fully enjoy any God-given pleasure from which we are not also free to abstain. We cannot say yes freely and joyfully unless we can also say no. It is a sign of the triumph of the flesh in our time that the church in our culture has more or less abandoned fasting at the very time in history when people are most captive to various desires. That is to say that the church has abandoned the very weapon that is needed against this particular foe. We have what we might call fasting phobia. We're afraid of what might happen if we don't eat for a day or if we go without some favorite thing. The truth is that once we make allowance for 
medical conditions and age for which we should make allowance. We should not really harm ourselves with fasting, but once we make allowance for these things, we will not be harmed by not eating for a while and by not partaking of our favorite pleasures. However, if we won't fast, we will never overcome certain besetting sins of the flesh. Almsgiving combats the temptation that comes from the world. The world in the Bible is not referring to the creation that God made and said is good. The world is humanity in its corporate rebellion against God. The world offers us money, power, and status to draw us away from God. We fall into worldly temptation not only when we are greedy and covetous. We fall into worldly temptation when everything in life is nice. We are at ease and comfortable. When we are so full of things that there is no room in our lives for God. As Jesus said, quote, What does it profit a man if he gain the whole world? and loses his soul. The primary way to combat the world is to take what the world gives and give it away. The tithe is the beginning. As we offer the first part of our income back to God through his church, we take what the world gives us and we say to God, this is yours. We continue to combat the world by habitual generosity in almsgiving according to our means. When we live life with an open hand, when we learn to give willingly and freely, we become less captive to the things of the world. The original sin was to take what God gave and say, this is mine. It was and is a great lie. It is not ours. It is all God's. He gives us more or less of things in this world on a kind of trial basis to see how we will take care of it for him. And our eternal rewards are based on our stewardship of what God has given us in time. In baptism, we renounced the world, the flesh, and the devil and promised not to follow nor be led by them. How are you doing in your battle against these enemies of the soul? How are they attacking you? And which is your most clear and present foe? The answer to these questions will lead you to some increased practice of fasting, prayer, and almsgiving during the season of Lent. Lent is an invitation from the church to practice greater discipline over an extended season of time to prove that we are the seed on the good soil, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost.